Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time Podcast. I'm Jared Dam. Now, before I get started introducing um, my guest this week, I want to communicate, if you hadn't already done so, please get out there and vote. I know there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I know that, you know, you're probably getting a lot of calls and texts from different, um, you know, organizations encouraging this. You've, you've probably been going to the gym or restaurants, people outside trying to sign you up to make sure you register to vote. It's annoying, but if there is a reason. So please get out there and vote, exercise your right. Um, you have a right to make this these choices, so please do so. Now, now that I got my, my PSA out the way, it's about damn time that I talked to Ashley J. Now, Ashley J is my sister-in-law. She's an LGBTQ activist and a premier storyteller. Um, this week, we shoot the shit on a lot of different things. So we talk about the current climate in the LGBTQ community, especially um, with the impending election. Um, we spent some time talking about our struggles to display our intangible qualities that people should know, but it's hard to communicate during a job search and job interviews. Um and some of the undertone racism she's faced since moving up north from Shreveport, Louisiana to Connecticut. So um, a lot of different type of racism, and it's way different um, when you move up north, when you've been living in the south all your life. So, um, And towards the end, you know, Ashley shares some love stories about, you know, her and my sister Ari. Um, clearly, clearly, without a shadow of a doubt, they are my favorite couple. So... I kind of was like, oh, <laughs> during these stories. So it's a great, it's more of a conversation than an interview this week, and I loved it. Um, so sit back, relax, listen to Ashley J and me. It's about damn time. Ashley J, thank you for um, stopping by um, today. I um, get situated. What I started doing is I started um, doing a little known truth when I start off the po- each podcast. So I think, it's, I think that's kind of going to be my thing. Okay. So, um, so I want to tell usually a little known truth is either something that the audience listening may not know or the person who I'm talking to may not know. You happen to know this. So I'm going to tell the story about how we first met. Okay. Because apparently we were in, um, we apparently we know a lot of people in common. We, we have know a lot, a of, people lot of people. And, I, and I, I can't believe that we didn't know each other prior to me, us meeting. Everybody, you know, I know. Yeah. Before Ari even slid in. <laughs> Every single person who I love, like, all the girls at Huntington, um, you know, you, cause did you go to Huntington? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to live with them. You know, I only yeah. got to know them as adult women. So you got to know them as, you know, growing up together. So that's, that was dope to know that you had the opportunity to live in that because these women are so amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, when I saw that, I was like, huh. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I love to hear about myself, but I rarely get to talk this much. <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. So um, I was supposed to, we were supposed to be meeting for dinner. 
and I in in Ari, and Ari's my sister. For people who, who listen, uh, Ari was going to inter- introduce me to you. Oh, um, and then and Jordan was there and introduced me to to Richard for the first time. So I'm like, okay, but I had Brooklyn with me, and Brooklyn um, decided that she wanted to try her makeup skills. Um, so she she's like, Danny, can I can I use you as as a model? And you know, most dads be like, you know, hell no. But I was like, sure, why not? So she she doing all this this, this stuff. She so you put a beauty mark like right here, oh, like you, you know what I'm saying? Like so, I was so pretty, so 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 pretty, and uh, and and I was like, all right, well, we gotta go. We gotta we gotta be uh your 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 aunts for 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 lunch. Say, like, would you go out like that? With with my face. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, "Yeah, see, why not?" Because I feel like you know I'm in Shreveport. Who cares, you know? And then at, at the same time, that's one of these memories that she is always going to remember that her dad went out in makeup. It might be what embarrassing me for like a, a couple hours. I don't know. You you are meeting people that is this that clearly is going to be in your life for the rest of your life. So, so it's a right. little, little weird of a first impression. That was but, early on. That was yeah. early on. But I turned that corner and uh, <laughs> you were like, oh, wow. <laughs> so, so. I can't even help myself. I can't even not. I can't even help myself. Yeah, but you were so oh, you were okay. so cool about it. You were you were so cool about it. You you didn't you didn't well, like I mean, you gave me the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it makes sense in context. I wasn't gonna judge you for that, and I love <laughs> it. I live for it. You know, um, I would love to see how my my dad would have grown up with granddaughters. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know he was there and working while we were growing up. You know, so some of those. Uh, grandparent or auntie or sidebar relationships, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Not yeah. mother, father, whatever relationship, father, child relationship, whatever. Um, that's cool to see sidebar to see how they interact with each other. So to see how Ari's brother, daughter, and them work together, you know, that's really cute to see. So that's another, you know, build another Lego block of Ari's personality to know yeah. that her favorite person in the world, who is yourself, is that cherished by his daughter? Yeah. You have to understand that you had a hand in that. Your daughter is cherished by you and you are Ari's brother. So Ari has that in her. Yeah. So I'm yeah. fine. So it was just more reassurance. That's all yeah. that was. It was yeah. really every step of the way, especially when I met Jordan, I find Jordan fascinating. Jordan is so cool. So um she's so fascinating. So to give context to people who may not know, like the 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 opening song on the podcast is from Idol the Peach, which um Jordan is is was the lead singer and rhythm guitarist, and Ari is the lead guitarist. So both of them are, were in the band and they allowed me to use that music. Thank you so much, ladies. Shout out to y'all. Um so so what sisters and bandmates, bandmates. What song is it? Um, Marianne. I haven't yeah. heard that one. Okay, anyway, yeah. good. Uh, yeah, Jordan, I, though. Jordan, Jordan is an intellectual. Like, you know, like that's the only way I can put it. She's just an intellectual. Yeah. She, she and she can the way that she can just bring her words out without having to find them blows my mind. And then her words that she uses, you know, I'm just like, damn. Because huh. I'm so not, that, I'm not that smart. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not that, I can't, I don't have a, a wealth of uh, vocab. My vocabulary is not as wide. It's yeah. colorful. It's very colorful. <laughs> it's <not> as, <laughs> my words aren't real sometimes, <laughs> but they just express it, you know? So um, for Jordan to be able just to, yeah, she's Grab she's well it. thought out. I I um, <sighs> I, I, but I understand where you're coming from because on in a full circle, like she completely goes from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Everything that it's like, wow, that's really it's impressive. Yeah, because I find myself having to work consciously, have to work towards that. Man, she's so good. So let me talk to you about this. You are um, you are a proud member of the L. GBT, I always missed up the letters, LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's... Big old lesbian, by the way. So, <laughs> story. hold on to your thought real quick. There's a story behind big old lesbian. Let's and hear he, it. I'm with it. I am with it. I remember saying it and he's like, I didn't say that. Uh, I was like, yeah, you did. Uh, I believe it was Chase Newcomb. Uh, this is like right when I first really started getting into the gay scene, you know, yeah. and I was really, I did a lot of things by myself. Um, so I, per, I put, I, uh, on, God damn it. What's the word I'm looking for? Intentionally positioned myself mm-hmm. in places to where I knew gay people were. Okay. Cause the gay scene is not as bright as it is now. Right. Period. So right. I started kind of putting myself in places to get to know people. So. Um, we were talking about blah, blah, blah. Was it Chase? It might have been my friend Clifton uh, Jarrett. Clifton Jarrett Winkle. I don't know if it was it was one of them. Anyway, I met them at the same time. But anyway, so he was like uh, telling me the story. He goes, yeah, because, you know, Ashley's a big old lesbian. I was like, hmm, I like that. <laughs> so like one year on my Facebook post, I did a coming out story basically, but I was out, but I wasn't like jazz hands out. You know, I wasn't yeah. like formally out. So I did a post just saying that I was officially out of whatever closet it was. And um, so, uh, and I made sure to put, you know, and, and according to my friend, so-and-so, and now I'm a big old lesbian, you know, I'm out and proud. And so I tagged him, one of them in it. I can't think of who it was. And they're like, I never said that. But anyway, so yeah, I'm a big old lesbian and I'm a huge advocate for everything. Everything has to do with living in your truth. So gay, lesbian, trans, by whatever you're feeling, if you don't know, you know, if you're not nothing, you know, you just, you, you're just, you, your beautiful spirit, whatever that is, you know, I'm all about that whatever that looks like for you, because we are just in flesh. Like we are just right. flesh bags walking around with the beautiful spirit within us. So for people who feel like they can't be their true selves based off of an outer appearance, that's not fair to the God, the work, the God that I know, right. the God who created me in his mm-hmm. image. And people are assuming that image is outwardly, you know, ma'am, it's inside. This is just a flesh bag. This is True. just what my parents look like. You know, yeah. you combine my parents, and this is me. If I were to have babies with Ari, well, maybe <laughs> we could, yeah, we could, you know, that, and then it's going to be another, you know, this is just flesh. This is just flesh and bone. This isn't, um, we carry around a spirit, you know what I'm saying? Right. And we want to just make sure that this body is taken care of in order to carry the spirit as long as we can. So for those people who can't feel like they live in that, it breaks my heart. Um, my heart 
started breaking when I found out a good trans friend of mine passed away. This was right after Charlotte Roos. This was, I don't know if it was a transition between Charlotte Roos and J. Jill or it was at J. Jill when I found out, but I met her at Charlotte Roos when I was assistant manager there. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie Ramides was her best friend. Uh, Shannon, I did. I can't think of Shannon's last name, but Shannon. When I first met Shannon, first of all, Shannon has the prettiest brown skin I've ever seen in my life. Had, excuse me, Shannon passed. Um, had the prettiest brown skin. It caught the light. It was so pretty. So I remember that was the first thing I noticed about her. And then Ronnie, even though hanging around, you know, that's my that's my friend. He was the biggest cheerleader of Shannon because she was stepping out. She was going shopping for women's clothes. She was looking for a look. Now she's trying to set up this new life that she's created for herself. You know that she's so this this outwardly body to match how she feels on the inside. So we shopped together a lot for years. It felt like years. I don't know how long it was, but for a long time. Um, and so at one point I was at somewhere, I think I was actually at the pink party that year. And Ronnie told me that she had passed because I had left and I, this was years ago. Yeah. So this sure. was years later afterward. I had gone to enterprise, I believe at this point. Um, and I found that out and it broke my heart, you know, for, because of the blossoming and the things and the whatever that they could be knowing damn well that this is what it could be. Right. Because I see it in her at such a young age, too, granted, you know, mm-hmm. young at that time. Now is really, really young. But at the time, it was young for me. And I had never had the experience of a one on one type of relationship with a trans woman ever. Right. Once before as a child, actually. But that's another pod. That's a whole episode if you want. But <laughs> um, but when I found that out, it broke my heart. So. You know, as I was searching to find myself um, as a lesbian in Shreveport, I didn't have any examples to look for. So I just went looking and talking to people. And um, I found myself being redirected to the Philadelphia Center. And um, I loved the work that they were doing. I wanted to know everything about it. I even went on a tour of the facility when I first heard about it and the work they did. And knowing that, you know, and then I started hearing statistics during that, that, that meeting um, with Hershey, I was like, black, black men is the number one new cases of AIDS. Black women are right behind them. Black trans women fall within those categories. Right. Both of them, depending yeah. on how they're, they're gendered. Yeah. So, so now they have, they already have the world against him. And now the statistics are against him too. When numbers, when you start seeing numbers, it it makes life real. Yeah, it does. So, so you know, that sparked something in me that I didn't realize was there. So um, through that experience, through the Philadelphia Center, um, I found my purpose, I believe. Somehow I'm going to get back to that. I really don't know what that looks like at this point. But I found my purpose and my purpose is to protect spirits, you know, protect these people from the terrible ways of the world, you know, um, them directly because they are the most in line with their spirit. Mm-hmm. They're fighting their entire lives to align with their spirit right. and they're getting fought the entire way. 
You know how terrible that has to be? That's horrible. On a person. So that's my passion. That's my passion. You know, that's something that I've always wanted to do since meeting Shannon when I was working at Charlotte Roos. I was there in my early 20s. So, hell, I may not have been. This was 2003 through 2007. So that period of time. Um, that changed my life, but I didn't realize it at the moment until I found out she had passed. And then I think everything kept redirecting me towards the Philadelphia Center and then towards realizing that I've only ever wanted to be seen as Ashley. I hate when people say, it's terrible to say because it's very vain, but I hate when people say that I'm so pretty all the time. Right. I had nothing to do with this. Granted, I put the clothes on my back and I will go all out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got lipstick on right now and a scarf with my pajamas, bitch. Like full makeup. I so, love it. I mean, I you know, it. I will dress up this body. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I had no control over the 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 build of it. But I had every single. I was at every experience that I have. You know, I yeah. I every single one of those. So to know that there's people who can't experience that fully because of the packaging that they're in, right. You know, we're created in God's image, period. You know, so um, I want to figure out how to do more work with that. Um, so put a pin in that, too. I've been working on that for a long time. I mean, I've always I've always seen you like like the moment I I spoke to you and, and, and listened to your passion. And thank you. First, first of all, thank you for sharing that story, because that is a very powerful. And yeah, I don't story. get to share that. People don't see the background. People don't see yeah. the thought. They don't hear the thought behind it. You know, I have friends now who I can right. share that thought with. But before it was just me by myself. It was I was doing a lot of stuff on my own, trying to find my way in the world, you right. know. Um, and so that's that was tough because I didn't have anybody to share those thoughts with. And now I do. Thank God. Um, but it was just action that y'all saw. So you didn't know what led up to things mm-hmm. or how I got to stuff. So I do appreciate you allowing me to have an outlet to share that story because I've never said those words out loud. Absolutely. But I've always seen you being like a, a, a person that either working with a nonprofit or creating your own nonprofit, you know, and, 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 you know, basically being a champion for that community. Like, I think. I just don't know how to do it. You know, it's like, I know, and this isn't new information, you know, so you're right on, on target with where my train of thought is. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, because I've never had an example of me. I've never had an example of an Ashley, you know, I've never had an example of my spirit um, ever in my life. Actually, the closest was my aunt Vivian. Uh, we called her TC. That was my mom's oldest sister. And she passed when I was 10 and that, that that was that is the example that I've been chasing my entire life because I thought of her as the most powerful, beautiful, most beautiful woman I've ever met. And I was yeah. 10 years old, you know, when she passed. So I had 10 years of that experience and mama's love for her sister, you know. So that was uh, so I don't know. That example has gone. Right. You know, I haven't found another example Recently, I actually did find a similar example, but it was in a black man. Uh, have you seen the documentary Black Godfather? No, I haven't seen it. Ah, I need you to watch it. It's about uh, this guy named Clarence Avant. Okay. And throughout all of black entertainment and politics, 
and leaders in the community, he has been present at some point in those people's lives. It's an incredible story. And I completely saw myself in his work. I didn't see myself in him because I've always, I'm very a feminine spirit. You know, I'm just Mm -hmm. a very feminine spirit. So um, that's, that's, uh, I'm attracted to the feminine, you know, being a lesbian is not an accident. You know, I was meant to grow and love a feminine spirit. So, um, you know, so I want to see myself in that example, in some example, but I still haven't found it. So I'm trying to really lead the way blindfolded. You know, I'm literally every single step of the way is by faith. Um, So I don't know what it's going to look like, but I feel like that's what I need is what I want as well. And what I've been doing lately is I have been looking at nonprofits around the Connecticut area. Um, and I've actually applied to a few of them, but they turned me down, you know, so they don't, but just because I don't have, I don't have the, the catchphrases on my resume. Yeah. 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 That ex- further explains what I do, did, did do and do and did for a living. You know, what mm-hmm. I actually, what I actually do. All you see is a job that I got done. Yeah. But how did I lead, you know, you don't know this either. Nobody really asked me what I do for a living. Nobody ever asked me what I do for a living. Um, at one point in my life with Enterprise, I had three different territories, all under my umbrella. So I had my staff in Shreveport, which included, uh, you know, what, four full-time employees, as well as upwards of 70 to 80 part-time employees, all my responsibility that's in Shreveport and Tyler I had what, three full-time employees at and four at some different times as well as 40 to 50 part-time employees all re- answering to me I'm their supervisor as well as a Little Rock location that had four full-time employees I was kind of like the dotted line to their supervisor who was new right so on top of the 70 upwards of 80 part-time employees that were located at that hub all under my supervision um, as well as consultations with my Oklahoma city office, my Tulsa office, my Springfield office, the location in Rogers, Arkansas, Wichita, Kansas. These are all locations that look up to me for guidance. Yes. So, you know, when you get to a point in life where you are limited by the words on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. it's really hard to express the work that you've done. Yeah. Cause I tell people all the time, just let me get, just give me, let me get in the door. You know what I'm saying? Just let me and I'll show you and I'll show you I'll, what I'll I can tell do. You, I'll tell you, just let yeah. me tell you stories because I've got stories for days. I tell you the truth. You know, like I've even had the opportunity to work with used car salesmen in the South. <laughs> That's a lot of white <laughs> old men, you know, yeah, it's, hit or yeah. miss. it's hit or miss. Yeah. I have been cursed out. I have been called out of my name. I have been belittled. I have been uh, doubted. It was it was a crazy experience. To this day, those same folks that doubted me and was crazy in the beginning, white girl, you know, white man and he's this black woman running, running the show. Call me. Ooh, girl. 
I ain't talked to you in so long because I would talk and just chit chat. I would call it a chit chat and do some yeah. business, you know. Yeah. And so they still call me to this day. You know, Ashley, I miss. I just miss talking with you. You know, you can't put that on a resume. So it's like, no. um, what what does what 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 direction am I supposed to go when I don't have an op- an example of that? I just, I struggle with that too, and I've, I've I've been feeling the same way lately. Like e- even even the job that I have now, but when I apply for other jobs, it's like you write the words on a resume only tell so much. And like, I can tell you the stories. I can show you the passion. I can be like, this is what I do, but it's hard to to take those intangibles and put them on a resume that's, that's supposed to be this whole tangible document of what you, what you did. And I mean, generally that's what the interview is supposed to be for. But right. most, it, most, in, there. But yeah, but most, in, but mo- most, most of them just kind of just they 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 use this system to look for those keywords. One, right. if you do get in, then they're not asking for these stories. They're more so like, okay, I got your resume. It says that you did this. Tell me about that. You see, and so and so you. It's almost like either they have to change the way they ask the questions, or you got to kind of take over the interview to be like, okay. Let me, let's drop all this. Let me just start telling you stories. Let me tell you, let me show you this passion. And it's hard because like you no. said, it's getting into the in, into the interview itself. What's crazy though is, Jared, you have to understand, I have been on the other side of the table for most of my professional life. I have interviewed mm-hmm. everybody on my staff in Shreveport. I interviewed and hired so I know what an interview looks like. I know what it needs to look like. I know how you are supposed to interview in order to get to the meat of a person to build a team because you're right. not just hiring a person. You're, you're right. hiring somebody to fill out a team. Mm-hmm. So you need to make sure that they are team oriented. You, you know, I'm not just hiring one person. And if it is just one person, that person has to fit with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to get along. We have to figure out how we're going to work together. And so, like, I don't understand some companies that don't understand that fact. The interview process is where you weed out the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Right. I took over that from my HR department because, you know, one, it was a lot for one department to handle when I'm hiring 10 people at a time to fill a need. You see what I'm saying? I was hiring 10 people at a time in groups of classes of people in order to, you know, whatever. So I had a very long, incredible life professionally it's been incredible anyway um so i know i would i said you know who give me some of these resumes let me look them over um and then i would phone screen them you know so they don't have to waste their gas <laughs> they don't have to waste their time driving all across all the way across streetport or tyler or little rock wherever they don't have to waste any time we can figure out if they write fit over the right. phone you know, right. ask them what their intention is. That's all you have to do. Why are you coming to work for this particular department in this particular role? Tell me that. And if that aligns with more conversations that we need to have, y'all, you're going to come in for that interview. Right. If it doesn't line up, unfortunately, this is not the right place for you. Right. And I made a point to let them know, you know, th- this is what we're looking for. People like people want to know what people are looking for, but rarely do they ever ask exactly what are you looking for in job True. interviews. True. Period. You may not fit. 
don't waste my time. You know, I can go yeah. lunch. I want to leave this office and go to lunch. I used to work in an office that had no windows. I worked in a broom closet. So I needed to get out of that space sometimes. So having a another body in there with the door closed and I'm doing interviews. <laughs> if, this, if this shit is a waste of my time, I'm off. Ooh, Jared, I've never been able to say that shit out loud, brother. Hey, that's why I'm here. This is why I we're hate, here. I hate when my time is wasted. When I thought I did the legwork to prevent my time from being wasted, I was bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoodwinked. I said, you lied to me on the phone. <laughs> Let us straight run amok. <laughs> and you lied to me on the phone. You ain't you. <laughs> and, you know, and then, you know, and then there's some people too, Jared. I'm putting all my business in the street. I ain't been able to talk to nobody in a minute. It's my backpack though. Um, you know, I've had, I've had some crazy interviews, you know, I needed, uh, I was getting too deep. Let me re- redirect. I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I love I love everything we're doing. I love I love it because I, I, I think a lot of people do struggle in a, in a you know professional you know setting trying to yeah yeah it's especially tough. when you're trying to figure yourself out and, and you yeah. and, and then you going coming going from Louisiana to Connecticut oh, that's yeah. a whole big transition yeah and so and so it's like trying to adjust to the professional climate, the actual climate. Uh, oh, know. yeah. <laughs> and the racism is yeah. worse here than it is in the South. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's uh, yeah, talk to me about that. So most people, most people feel like Southern or you in the South, that, that's where you you hit the most Racism. That's where you right. when you see it blatant. Now you now now being there for you've been in Connecticut for over a year now. Yeah. Um. So so talk to me how, the difference between that and how you see racism. I don't know where to start. Um. It it's heavy on me though. It stays mm-hmm. heavy on me. And Ari and I, we if we don't talk about anything, you know, we talk about that and and that. That feeling you can't describe, but you know it's there. Okay, mm-hmm. so in the South, people don't like you, right? You know, but you know, I've I've rarely ran across racism. You know, it's happened maybe once or twice in my life. I rarely like stumbled upon it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I intentionally do things. Everything I do is on purpose. So if I'm gonna go somewhere, I'm gonna make sure that I'm gonna feel safe. I'm not scared of shit. But I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be safe. And then if I'm with somebody else, I'm going to make sure that that place is safe for them. So I'm always on the lookout for, ah, this don't feel quite right. You know, let's not go check out that side of town tonight. And it's always the white sides of town. And it's never the black sides of town. I've always only ever felt safe with my folks. You know what I'm saying? It's um, like, I'm not sure if this is going to be safe for us. But they advertise it. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> they have Confederate right. flags outside. All the bumper stickers say crazy shit, you know. So yeah. um, so up here, you have Biden Harris signs in almost every yard, you know, which is cool. Um, so on the surface, it's dope. It's dope. Um, in politics, it's the right thing to do. You know, it's a lot right. of that, you know. Um 
my experience through just being out in everyday life has been polite, you know, it, but then you see some news stories that are small in the newspaper. Cause yes, I read every single newspaper. So you see little things about, you know, cops who are in cahoots with the mayor in these small towns in Connecticut. And I'm like, and all of their friends are getting promoted, but they're all like not, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They don't have the credentials, whatever that right. they're not qualified. Right. That's what I'm for. So I'm like, what is this about? And so, you know, and then other experiences that I've had with the microaggressions, you know, calling places ghetto when I know what the ghetto looks like, right. you know, and I know what, ghetto looks like Mm -hmm. from other people's perspectives i'm gonna be polite um and it's just a group of black people in a space right you know uh it's not um the hood which you know the neighborhood the hood that's where people that's where our people are because that's what we are allotted you know what i'm saying so of course it is the hood because it's our neighborhood Mm and god damn it neighborhood's way too long to say so if you equate that with being uh, the ghetto, then I understand that reference, but I don't understand ghetto from the perspective of my seat here in Connecticut, because I have yet to see the ghetto to what I know what the ghetto looks like. Yeah. You it's, know, uh, it's hard to find in Connecticut. I, so, I found it. I found it, but it's hard. Like I found like little, little small pockets in Waterbury, like, but yeah, it's, it's hard to find. Exactly the city that this description was used for Mm -hmm. knowing that that is where predominantly it is a predominantly black city black and brown people. Yeah. 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 As well as Hartford, as well as uh, new Haven, you know, these predominantly black cities are the in casual conversation would be termed the ghetto. And so I'm like, well, I drove through Waterbury and I think it's beautiful. So it's very beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So I didn't understand that. So that's just, you know, some things. And yeah, it's the microaggressions up here. It is the the false. Uh, I'm just doing this because I have to, like, I have to tolerate whatever it is, you know, it's not, I'm doing it because I deeply, that's the, it's predominantly that it's right. predominantly surface level. I give a shit, you know, it's never any deeper than that. So for, for you, for you, you, you would rather, and, I, and I've, t- I've talked about this to multiple people for you, you. You would rather the, if you, if, if you, if you do have that hate in your heart, which you shouldn't, but if you do have it, you rather, rather for it to be right yeah. out in the front and not, you know, not, not so like covert. Yeah. I'm, I want to know where I stand. Right. You know, um, I rarely ask people, do you like me? I said, you know, do you respect me? You know, I, I don't, you know, they don't, have the conversations the the I lost my train of thought this is just a lot because this is some things that I've been going through very personally and um I'm having trouble finding the words to truly express myself without saying too much you know what I'm saying because right, I still right. have uh, responsibility which mm-hmm. I am responsible I'm you know I'm not gonna put too much out in the street but right. you know the feeling that I have with things are tough um because one, it's surface level too. So you don't feel like you're being seen because your words aren't being heard. 
you know, because I'm just a spirit in this flesh bag, you know, so I need to know that my spirit was heard. So please respond. Um, People will look straight through you like you're not even there. And it is crazy. It is the weirdest feeling. I'll be out running because, you know, I go for my runs. I don't tell y'all about all of my experience while I'm on the runs. Y'all are just seeing the pictures of the runs. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be out for my runs and my most favorite thing to do in the world is wave to people. I have always been that person as a child. My favorite thing to do was wave at people while I'm in the car, while I'm walking, while I'm running. If I see a person, I'm a, Hey, you know, good morning or whatever. I'm going to recognize you as a person and you are there. So, um, at first, because it started to depress me, I was keeping count of people who would wave back. And for a very long time, no one ever waved back at me. So it's like, do they even see me? So and then so you start to doubt, are you seen? Are you even here? Are you just energy? You know, so it, it weighs on your conscience on a deeper yeah. level. Um, so especially when it's all the time. So I'm like, am I even here? You know, so it's, it's but it's a different mentality. So so like where we're from. You speak, you wave, you make eye contact, you know, yeah. you you look at people. Yeah. And when you go to different places, because even here in Atlanta, people are like, you know, people from the North was like, oh, the people here are so friendly. They speak all the time. No, they don't. <laughs> so, so not how not like how we do. So so so, so I I usually have to adjust. When I when I when I go visit Shreveport, I have to come oh. back, and and so I'm I'm just like watching people and making eye contact and just kind of walking. And then somebody will look at me and be like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Oh right, I'm in Shreveport. I can speak again to people." Hey, <laughs> you know, you have to, it's like a whole mindset change, and it's even worse in Connecticut. So like, so they see you, but they but in their mindset is like, "Why is she like why why, why is do we she, know her?" Yeah. It's always like, do we know her? Should she be waving at us? Right, right. So it's, it's, so it's really weird. I, I, I quit keeping count there early on. And so as I started lightening up, you know, just, you know, physically, actually, I've lost, uh, I don't know where I am right now. My body is stupid sick, by the way. Just wait till y'all see this thing in December when we come home. Oh, y'all should see my clothes. Like, this is just my house fit, bitch. This is what I wear right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm so proud of you. I'm, shit. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so, um, so you know, to not be seen is tough. So as as I started lightening up and started feeling better, just in general, because you know we we we've we've been piled on with the scary shit that has gone on in 2020. You know, it's been mm-hmm. a, the pile of poop that just keeps piling up. Right. So as I started lightening up, so I go I go for runs now, and I, I hit him with the good morning. I also took my baseball cap off too. Sometimes I look like a boy. So some people, I don't know, girl, whatever. So I take my cap off. So I'm running just with my hair in a ponytail. So people can see my whole face. And so I'm making sure to hit them with the, good morning, how you doing, how's school? And I've slowly but surely had more and more and more people wave at me on my run. And so lately I've been running the same route on purpose to get those people used to waving at me as I run. So I'm literally just spreading love. And this is what I want to talk to you about. And I I also have nothing else to do. So these are little projects that I'm doing. And just to see how it works, I have nothing else to do with all of this time. But see, this this is what I... I social experiments. This is what I love about you, though. Because you, for the moment I met you, 
you have this energy that infects people. Uh-huh. Um, and 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 it it brings it, it brings people moves up. You you brighten the room. You, you know, it's 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 an energy that that it's undescribable. And to to the point that my daughter <laughs> who adores you after one after seeing you one time was like, Ashley is my spirit animal. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but she loves. She's like, I, I would have, uh, to, and, and I would have actually, to edit. Let me edit that real quick. Do not lose your thought. I would have to okay. edit that um, because that could be seen as offensive. No disrespect, um, but I have been doing some research and stuff. Um, everybody vibrates on similar levels, right? Uh, we are all energy. We are mm-hmm. all energy. Um, and if you've ever shared a space with someone, you've retained some of their energy. So. Mm-hmm on a level like on a plane on a plane of vibrations we are very close but she's just a kid you know a kid version of my spirit so just know that we vibrate on the very same plane so that's what you see as expressed as a spirit animal so just just adjust the the verbiage just because Native Americans and indigenous right, 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 like right, right. to use um, that's, that. That's it. That's actually true. Respectful on some yeah. level. So, yeah. Um, I didn't want it to run, but please continue because I no. love her and I felt that the moment I met her. Period. Yeah. That, I didn't know how to describe it fully because it's a kid, you know. But yeah. kids are so still pure and so still true to the source, you know. So it's like if that instant connection was there, it's never to be broken, you right. know. Yeah, but, she's a dope kid. But I thank you, thank nope. you. But but I feel like I feel like while when we talk about this, you you vibrate, you have the ability to vibrate on the same level with, with a, a, a wide variety of people. You touch people in different ways. I meet people um, where they are. Yeah, so I, you I get, figure out how to vibrate on their level. Does that make sense? Yeah, and a lot of people can't do that. You have to be meet them right with the words that they're expressing to you. You have to meet them right where they are. So if you if you don't, then the the, it's not going to work. The relationship's not going to ever work. You know, there's people that you met. I'm sure that's just like, man, they're just so hard to talk to. It's because y'all aren't on the same page. Yeah, that's really it. You and some people will never be on the same page. But I'm sorry to interrupt your thought again. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. But I guess my question is, how do you because you have these connections with so many different people, how do you balance all these relationships? Because I, I can tell you, I, I struggle with it sometimes. Because I, you know, I, I'm lucky enough that I know a lot of great people, and uh, we have, you know, u- unique relationships. But you know, sometimes when I'm, I'm stressed, I'm doing the things that I'm doing, and I'm, and I'm trying to be there for the people in my life, and then I just. How do you balance it all? That has never been seen as work to me. Mm. Um, I don't like doing manual labor. Uh, (laughs) I like to keep my house clean. Uh, I like to keep my things in my space clean. Uh, I love to cook. Um, I do not like to do manual labor because that's not where my strengths are. I can do things. Don't get me wrong. I love projects. I love creating things. I love being creative. I don't like having to physically do a job that's uh, mundane. Um, So, you know, the way that my relationship with people work, it's just easy. You know, 
Um, I have personal relationships with almost everybody on my friends list. Um, I have ongoing conversations with at least 20 to 30 to 40 people at a time. Um, These are people who I've met along different paths in my life, you know, who have seen me grow from, I'm friends with, with girls who I was, we went to uh, what CCD class together uh, when we were in preschool. So four years old that I still keep up with that is constant in conversation with, you know, my friend Kim. So, and then my friend Elizabeth, who we, I met her in kindergarten. We're still friends, you know? Yeah. And then their parents. So it's like, um, but I, I, there's a thing that I've always done. Um, If I think about you, I'm going to reach out to you. Um, I've always done that. So that's why those conversations are constant. So I'm constantly checking in on people um, just because God puts them on my mind, uh, whatever the conversation is, you know, or, you know, <clears throat> if it's on Facebook and it shows up on my feed, um, then I'll like it, you know, because now, okay, they're on my mind now. And if I see something in the conversation or the post or whatever that I find a little unnerving or a little upsetting or a little, there might be something more then I will jump into an inbox quick. Right. You know, how are you? What's going on? I used to do this in person, though, Jared. You know, um, if you have ever been out with me anywhere, you will always find me in a nook talking to somebody. Yeah. You know, somebody always wants to pull me aside. Ashley, let me talk to you real quick. Let me run this past you real quick. It's because I did that on purpose in my life. You know, I felt like I wasn't being completely fulfilled in my professional career, but I was really good at it and I was getting paid for it. I didn't know how to find my way to a point where I could be that professionally. So um, people have always been my passion. Since as far as I can remember, I used to love being at the beauty shop, you know, with all the ladies at the beauty shop. And I worked at the beauty shop. That was my first job with shampoo and hair for my mom. So, you know, having these relationships was normal to have a bunch of different people kind of constantly rotating through your life. So Whenever I see somebody in distress, I have to make sure that they're okay. And being here now, I have to do that virtually. Back in Shreveport, you know, I would go to Central, you know, at nine o'clock early because I knew there's an earlier crowd of people who might want to see my face. Mm -hmm. One, I wanted to be out anyway because I was by myself a lot. And so these people started forming, we started forming relationships, you know, little people, little people pulling me around, you know, and I was getting to know my community. That's what I was doing it for. I didn't know anybody. Um, And so I was getting to know people on purpose. So, um, you know, the, and and as the night goes on, we're raging and shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, The the conversations change. There's different people pulling me in at different points throughout the night to talk deep conversations. So Mm -hmm. to know that, you know, this is something that I can do and I'm reaching people, you know, when they reach out to me, I am not going to deny them whatever they need from me because they were drawn to me for whatever it was. I was the one that they thought to talk to. So why would I not be there for them to hear it? You know, um, a lot of people resonate with that because I did it on purpose. You know, I appreciate you recognizing that. And thinking that it was work, you know, from your perspective, if you were sitting in my shoes because of the experiences you've had up to this point. Mm -hmm. But I've always kept relationships with people. Um, I saw my mother do it. You know, there was 
plenty of times to count when we were preparing for her final transition where I had to reach out to her old customers for assistance. They couldn't help. They couldn't wait to help out, you know, all because of the relationships that my mom had with these people. Never once did she slight them, cheat them, um, fuck their hair up, you know, you know, and, and, you know, there's some, you know, there's, there's, it's, so I, I learned it from her, you know, I learned how to develop relationships with people from her because she needed the clients, but she also needed the friends in the social hour because she had to work, you know? Right. So um, that's easy. That was always easy for me. That was never tough. Um, so to recognize, to, to, to outside in, it looks difficult. That's cool that I make it look easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I miss it. I miss the energy exchange when you hug people, you know, because that even deepens the connection. If you can say, it you does. know, I hugged them yeah. once. Yeah. You'll never forget them. Yeah. If you look at it like that. So I'm just fiddling like we are not being recorded. I'm all over the place. <laughs> I like it. No, it's it's great conversation. It's great conversation. And that's 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 what I wanted to have. I want I want to have great conversation with dope people. And cool. You, that's all I am anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't. Don't do nothing. I just blinded myself. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't feel like putting my contacts in this morning. It's been a rough, rough week. And I want I, I needed people to be able to see my whole entire face this week because, uh, yeah, it's been a tough week. But I can hide behind my glasses today. At least I put my lips on, you know. Yeah, look, I I appreciate you because, you know, um, in the in the midst of, um, you know, in the spirit of what you, what you're talking about, when when you think about somebody and you, and you reach out to somebody, that's just, that's exactly how how this episode like came oh, yeah. to be. Because I, you know, I just you just, you just popped in my head, and I was like, "Yo, I just want to, I want to just tell you, um, you know, what you what you mean to me, and what you mean to, to this family." And wow. you know, we're 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 very appreciative that that you are part of our family, and um, you mean a lot to us. So it was huh. like, "Yo, just is," and then and then he was still like. What problem is on? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll keep in your feelings. <laughs> I need you to learn to use your words. To so. I'm working on it. I'm working yeah, on it. Yeah, you are. You're closer to it than... <laughs> I'm a work winner. I'm a work winner. <laughs> I love it with all my heart. Lord knows. She has she completes me period you know so uh and we're still growing you know we're still getting to, we're still getting to know each other you didn't yeah. know any of my history you know already yeah. met me where where she met me she met me post my mother you know she yeah. didn't get to know me while my mom was alive yeah. so she's getting a completely different ashley this is somebody who i've been fighting to get to you know uh not realizing that i needed a partner in crime to really push it over you know what i'm saying you yeah. didn't you don't realize it because Girl, if you would have met me, I don't know how many years ago, I don't want to get married. Or I never saw that. I never said that. I said, I don't, I don't see myself married because mm-hmm. it was never in my plan. Right. Um, I said, I don't, I said, I don't know what, I wouldn't even know where to start. So, cause you know, there's some women who already have their weddings planned and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to make that money. <laughs> And I wanted to touch some lives. Like I wanted to influence lives. Right. I wanted to make that money and influence lives. Not realizing that, you know, uh, 
I was chasing my tail. You know, I was just running in circles. You know, I was in, I was, I was doing okay. But, you know, when Ari came along, it was like, it really was like a key to the kingdom. Like, have you heard the Beyonce song key to the kingdom? It really was a moment of like, like we just, it was wild because from that moment on, my entire life has changed. So, um, you know, don't, I don't even know what we were talking about. Cause I'm, I love your family a lot too. And I'm blessed to be able to be a part of it. And it's crazy because I already knew Asia too, before I met Ari, you know, and my oldest sister, Tangela knew Melba from high school. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're interconnected. It's yeah. that. So it yeah. was, we were bound to figure, and we would go to the same places, Jared, like, I met Ari at Strange Brew. Like that was the first day we met in real life, you know, because we we met online. That was the first day we met in real life. And she's sitting at the bar by herself. Like she's just comfortable being at the bar, you know, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer and shit. I said, she is my, that's it. There it is. I didn't know. I didn't know. You don't know wherever to look, you know. And right. I realized I need to look a little lower because she's shorter than me. <laughs> and, but see, when she's, she, she hop up on a bar stool, she's sitting up a little higher. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And she was by herself. The entire bar was empty. And Ari had her back to the door. You know how cool Ari is. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know. She saw me walk. She probably felt my ass walk in before she saw me walk in because I was glowing. And I was actually wet because it was raining that day. And so uh, I go in. I was like, and because Strange was my joint, you know, Trey yeah. is my boy. Like, I remember when Trey was just bartending and it didn't own the joint, you know, like that's how long I've been going to Strange Brew. And so um, to know that Ari was comfortable enough to meet there by herself and sit at the bar and have a smoke and chat it up with whoever was behind the bar at the time and bring me into that space. I said, we're already on the same page. Yeah. You know, and so we just talked um, and it was great. And then we had what's what she called a date date. <clears throat> well, we had a legit date. We went to Key Mexico and that's why Federico calls us jello jackets because we both had on yellow. <laughs> but anyway, so it was it was. And then to know that the extension of Ari is y'all and y'all haven't failed me once, you know, to know that everybody is so nice and or appreciates and loves me, you know, mm -hmm. over time. Y'all have gotten to know me pretty much the same time Ari has. And to know that, you know, I've won y'all over just from being consistent, I think that's probably- You won us over the first day. Like, it was like- Really? It was like that. Yeah, it was like that. I'm Ari not going to pretend. I know because I know my experience of it. I know my whole demeanor changed, you know? And so if y'all noticed, because y'all are so close, you know, uh, if y'all notice her demeanor change, then y'all knew the moment too. You mm -hmm. know, you you know when your loved one is happy. Yeah. And it yeah. was just at that point, it was just you know, don't fuck up. Like, just don't <laughs> you know, just be as consistent as possible. And you know, for us, just to kind of go into our love story a little bit, um, I had a hard time. I had just lost my mom the fall before I met Ari. So 2017 um, is when Mama passed, mm -hmm. and I met Ari in March. I'll lose track time. It was, we didn't do our date date until May, I think. Okay. Whatever. So, <clears throat> um, so I had a hard time expressing myself because I've never had to. 
in that manner because I never was with anybody long enough because that's not what I wanted. You know, that's not what I was looking for. I was looking to make sure that I was good enough to make sure that my mama was okay uh, and my family was okay. And so um, I went down to Baton Rouge for Mother's Day and I brought Ari with me um, to be with my cousin Monica who lives in Baton Rouge. My mom's sister Barbara's daughter. Barbara passed away my freshman year of college. So my aunt Barbara, she died of breast cancer. Um, but I took Ari down there. And while we were down there, we were doing some shopping and Ari wanted to buy me a, a shirt. And I still have the shirt. I still wear it often. It's beautiful, like cream, uh, flowy, ethereal shirt. It's beautiful. So um, while we were in this little shop, I picked up a notebook. And I think it was like love notes is what it was called on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're going to use this when we don't think we can talk to each other. Mm. I don't know. I know it's a lot. I said, I don't know how to, I don't know how to form the words because I've never thought about it. You know, I never even created space for it, to be yeah. honest with you. So this is a, you know, a brand new door <laughs> in my mind Yeah, that is dusty as fuck. So I don't know how to love anybody <laughs> right now. So um, I, <laughs> <laughs> we got to sort through some shit, you know, yeah. daddy issues, you know. So um, I, I did. I bought that notebook on purpose and we started writing in it that weekend uh, while we were in Baton Rouge for Mother's Day. And so started off, you know, what our intentions were. And um, I would write an entry. She would write an entry. And they were short at first. And then they got a little longer. Um they got really long and then they stopped and then they got a, they kind of kept back. And then like towards the end, it was just, I love you written on a piece of paper. It, it went from not being able to talk at all to all of the words, because I don't know any other way to express this out loud without you assuming I'm feeling a certain way, you know, like right. just read my words. <clears throat> and so, um, and then it evolved into uh, little things. And then it was just, I love you. I love you. I love you more. I love you. And at the end, it was just huge on the last page was, I love you. And we haven't written in it since. But we, I had to do that because I knew that she was the, she was, I knew that she was, that was something. I knew there was something there that I needed to work on. Right. Um, consciously as opposed to letting it happen. And it's crazy that her life paralleled that up until that point. Like she needs to, let's do this intentionally because I really want to have a boo. Um, So we did that and, you know, we come out of that and we got engaged um, in June. No, 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 that was 2018. So we got girlfriended. <laughs> she gave me, oh, I don't have my bracelet on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go grab it. It's right here. Okay. Do you mind? No, Put some no. music on or something. <laughs> oh, man. This is great. <laughs> Such a very um, organic conversation. I know. I'm happy you didn't send me what you wanted to talk about because it would have been boring. So, um, so yeah, so we did that. We worked through some things and then she under the cloak of night, apparently was reaching out to all of my best friends, asking them if 
this piece of jewelry that she found would work, would be me if, you know, I would love it. I didn't know this. It was wild. So we decided uh, to go to, oh, Betsy was in Dallas. So Betsy had, my best friend Betsy had made it from back to India, from India to Dallas uh, where she lives, but she was working in India. So um, she was like, Ashley, let's go to Dallas for Pride Weekend. We can see Betsy and all these other things. We can stay at a nice hotel and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, shit. I'm going to go see my friend, you know? Right, right. I didn't think anything more than I'm experiencing Ari and Betsy and stuff. And Megan, Megan, she was going to be able to meet Megan, my okay. baby sister, who lives in uh, Garland. So <clears throat> Megan came over. She was pregnant with Lillian at the time, by the way. She was so pregnant. And so um, so we go to the, I think, the Omni in Dallas, and Ari uh, was trying. It was so beautiful. So Ari was like, uh, I was in the bathroom doing the most. I piddle. Like, I can't sit still. I'm all over the place all the time, especially when Ari's around because I'm just excited to see her. So I was in the bathroom getting freshened up. And uh, uh, Ari was like, hey, Ash, um, come here. I don't know. And so I was like, what? And so I'm still piddling, right? Not paying right. her any attention. I walk out and I'm just doing stuff. I'm like, what's up? Just tell me what you need. Cause I'm, we're trying to get ready to go do something, I think. And so she's like, walk back towards me. I was like, okay. So I walk <laughs> towards her and I'm like, so I give her a hug. Cause I didn't know what she wanted. And so she's like, God damn it. Walk back that way. I was like, okay, what do you want me to do? And she goes, look down. And so I look down. I'm like looking for something. And I see a David Yerman box. Well, it was a Lee Michaels box. Open the box. It was a David Yerman box, bitch. (laughs) And this beautiful ass bracelet was in it. Okay. Isn't that gorgeous? It is gorgeous. I was like, what? And so she was like, will you be my girlfriend? Oh! <laughs> I love it. I love I was it. Like, what? what? I said, I sure will. <laughs> so I rarely take it off. I accidentally sleep in it sometimes. And it's got like this little raised guy on here. Yeah. Uh, got these little diamonds on it. It it's it falls off. I broke it off twice, and so uh, there's a lady at Lee Michaels who we use uh, exclusively, and I've sent it to her twice. She's like, "Man, I need you to stop. Stop <laughs> sleeping in this. I make you to take it off." <laughs> so that was yeah. So that was when she asked me to be her girlfriend, and then Megan. We all met up with Megan, and Megan was like loving it, and you know, it's one thing that. I never shared this with anybody um, in that experience. So to know at one point, okay. So Megan comes over to the hotel where we were staying for us to go up to the pool. Granted, she is pregnant. This is June. And uh, Lillian was born. I don't know. I don't know. Sometime later. (laughs) I have no concept of time or date. So she, uh, she was wobbly. Like she was pregnant. So we went up to the pool, we came back and um, we were kind of zapped a little bit. And so Megan was like, can I take a nap? And it was me, Ari and Megan. We were just kind of hanging out in the hotel room and Megan took a good solid nap while Ari, a person she's never met before was in the space and she was pregnant, you know? So it was a lot of like, okay, this is still working because my baby sister 
accepts Ari enough to be comfortable enough to fall asleep. Right. And be safe enough for her and her baby to take some rest. Mm-hmm. So the impact of that visit uh, was crazy, you know. So that was something that was I never really I've never shared that story either. Um, but how impactful that was to know that I was on the right track with her, <laughs> and it only got better from there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, now we're you know we're engaged now, and that was a crazy story. You could tell your. Do you know like the setup to when we got engaged? Everybody does. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was because we talked about it. You know, me, me, Ari, and and, and Jordan. We have a, a, a Marco Polo chat, as you know. And you know, so Ari was talking to us about you know the ring and you know how she's gonna get it and you know and, and all this. So you know, me and Jordan, you know, we're like little girls. We're just like. Ah! And uh, I, I, you know, and she had the whole plan on. I, I think y'all, because y'all was y'all went to DC, right? Yes. And uh, I know it was going to not, the story that was. We were just going to see a soccer game. Right. Right. Oh, she so, planned it out. She planned it out. Like this, they had been a they had been a good plan for maybe <laughs> there was multiple levels of people involved. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so, Asia flying out. You you know, the Betsy. No, your Betsy, Betsy planning. Fucking surprised me out yeah. there. Oh yeah, she. This was this was elaborate. Like I was, I was mad. I couldn't make it. Like I was like, was what? Wild. When is it? I was like, oh, I can't go. So it was wild. Uh, y'all don't know the experience that led up to that moment, though. Hey, we train wreck the night before. <laughs> so I had not partied in months at this point. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, 20, is this last year? Yeah, 2019. Yeah. 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 June 2019. <clears throat> so I had been up here living this life for over a year or a year at this point. Oh, Lord Jesus. And I hadn't partied. I hadn't danced. I hadn't done shit. I hadn't done shit. You know, I like to go. I go dancing by myself. I go karaoke by myself. I entertain myself. I have not had an outlet here to entertain me. Okay. So I've been having to entertain myself by decorating. Okay. So fast forward. Um, So we go, we're driving down and we're stuck in traffic in New York. Uh, It's fucking sucks. We stuck in traffic for four hours trying to get to two deep on the other side of New York to get our journey started to DC. So we're driving down. Um, it puts us in D.C. at like 10 o'clock at night. We were supposed to get there early. Anyway, so everything pushes. We uh, I didn't know what anything was planned for Friday. Um, all I knew was Asia was in town. We finna turn up. OK. And Lord knows we did. Oh, Lord knows we did. It's like I was playing catch up. You know, yeah. like ah, shit. That was the last time I really partied though. Nobody, no, nobody turns up like my sister Asia. <laughs> and I can keep up most times when I can sleep it off the next yeah. day. And, and most times I can. And you know, Friday night, that's how we were partying. I had no clue that we had anything going on on Saturday other than the soccer game. That's all. So I'm going to turn up. I'm going to sleep in because I haven't had a vacation. I'm going to eat food in the bed in the hotel, on my stomach, like I'm eat it, and then uh, relax, and then go probably 
you know, and get ready for the evening. I didn't know what we were doing. Anyway, right. so we stayed out way too late. I drank way too much. We partied way too hard. Uh, I wake up to Ari the next morning. I threw up the night before. So I'm dehydrated and starving. And I am upset that we are up. And I'm mad because I know my body is not going to handle coffee well. So that makes me even more upset. So I'm right. waking up in this right now. And Ari is asking me, am I ready to start getting ready to go somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you was right. <laughs> I was not happy. No. I was not happy. Granted, listen, we were staying at the Ritz-Carlton in D.C., by the way. Okay. I don't know if y'all knew that. So Ari had put in a lot of work for this, whatever was about to happen. So I'm miserable. I'm miserable. I'm not even sweating. I'm so dehydrated. I have lost all sweat. All water has escaped my body. So I was like, well, let me put on something that makes me not look so uh, uh, on death's bed. Right. You know, what I'm saying? death's door. <laughs> so I put on my little blue dress and did my hair so I don't look too crazy. Mama said, don't look crazy leaving the house. Put my shades on. I can hide behind my shades. I'll put a lip on, you know. So it's the hottest day. In D.C., it's 800,000 degrees. Ari wants to go walk to the Lincoln Memorial. I said, is there a water fountain somewhere? Because <laughs> I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I'm trying my best to be excited because these are experiences I've never had. Okay, I've right. never been to D.C. before. So I'm trying to take it in, but I'm struggling at this point. I'm having the worst day but i'm trying my boo is excited about things so whatever so i keep getting frustrated even more because asia is running behind for whatever we're about to fucking do it's asia of course and <laughs> I, they keep they keep promising me that we're gonna eat because that's all i wanted to do was eat and drink a pitcher of water period because you know i keep i keep this with me yeah. i didn't have it with me oh, i don't know where i left it i was just not in my mind so we get to the Lincoln Memorial and I'm like, this is really dope. You know, it's really, really dope. It's incredible to experience, but I'm still not hundred percent there. I'm losing about to lose consciousness. It's hot. So we walk down to the reflection pool. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we walk down there. I'm like, it's no trees. <laughs> I said, there's no shade. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say this. Well, I said it, but I wasn't as dramatic because I didn't have the energy. To be that dramatic because I only had like four sips of water left that I had to ration until I got to where I could <laughs> guzzle it. <laughs> so I sit down. Sometimes you got to sit down. I sit down. I found a tree and I sit down like right next to the, where the reflection pool steps are. Okay. So I sit down. Right. Ari walks away. I don't know where she's going, but I'm praying she's going to get water. She comes back empty handed. So I'm still upset. She doesn't know these things. So she comes back. She's like, well, Asia's up the road, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck anymore. <clears throat> Let's go take some pretty pictures in front of the Lincoln, the 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 reflection pools here, the Lincoln Memorial. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. I'm still, whatever. It's been a long day already. I've been up since Ari left for work. So um, we go back down there to snap some pictures. I'm tall, so I'm all taking the pictures and stuff. And um, Ari goes, look. And she spins me around and I see my friend Kissy and my best friend Betsy running towards me. Like, 
why are y'all in DC? And I'm, and I'm so dumb. Like, I'm just excited to see my friends. So I didn't put two and two together. Like, how are you here? <laughs> you know, I didn't think about it. I honestly didn't think about it in the moment because I was just excited to see my friends. So I hug them, I hug them, mm, I hug them, hug them, hug them. And uh, I was like, all right, what the fuck? You know, and I turn around. Your sister is down on one knee, babe. <laughs> you're going to have to queue up the video because it's on Instagram. You're going to have to queue up the video from the actual proposal. Yeah, I remember. I remember. And, uh, when I tell you I was not prepared. <laughs> I had no tears left. I was dehydrated. <laughs> so me, me, when I was doing like, like when I was trying to catch my breath, it was like me trying to like, like, it's like the tears were there, but that my body wouldn't release them because I ain't had no water. Like my body was it's like, like dr- dry heaving tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I couldn't because I cried the drop of a hat. Okay. I am emotional. I got all the feelings in the world. So to hear like Ari's giving me all of these beautiful words. I couldn't tell you what she said. Uh, Cause I was, my brain was a walnut crackling around cause I was so dehydrated, but I got the gist of it. Uh, you know, I got the, I understood what she was getting at. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm gonna show you all the rings. So I looked down and this beautiful ring, I don't know if you can see it, uh, oh yeah. In the box now, along the sides, it's filigree, uh, which is my I like bent metal used in jewelry. It's fili- mm-hmm. fili- filigree, yeah. <clears throat> um, and so I told her that when I first met her, I just love the way antique jewelry looks and feels, and knowing that other people wore it, so you know that they have a story in the ring because you know. I am very like lovey-dovey, hippy-dippy. So like we're all energy. So part of that energy is within that piece of jewelry. If you right. think of it. So I love the old concept of that type of thing. So to, to know that Ari heard me and put that in the ring was really almost overwhelming um, because, you know, you, you fight to be heard in life and to know that what you, what they heard has been manifested and realized into something that you can see every day and hold on to, you know? So, so, I mean, that's even more levels and reassurance that my boo is my boo. She was only built for me. You know, I tell people all the time I prayed for Ari. I didn't know what it was going to look like because we still just skin and bones. You know, we are a spirit inside skin and bones. So I didn't know what it was going to look like. So God had to put her in my face, you know, um, but I knew what she was supposed to feel like. And she has not doubted me a day since then. Um, you know, we are both having adjustments up here. We're both figuring out each other. Um, and to know that we're both doing it on purpose because we know that we have a bigger purpose exactly. as to why we came together. You feel me? Um, so that's, <clears throat> it's just more reassurance that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And she's where she's supposed to be because, you know, Speaking the other way, you know, it's confirmation for her to know that her family supports this when, you know, there, there could have been a time in, in, in our history and in, in black history and whatever, when this was not the case. Right. True. True. Black lesbians loving each other and building yeah. a life together and being supported by their fully supported by their black families on all sides out as far as cousins and 
great cousins and whatever you call them, nieces and shit. Mm-hmm. That means that this is on purpose. Yeah. And it's divine and it's beyond us. We were just <clears throat> put here to do the work. So, um, but, you know, if you want to get to a point in life where you can learn to pray for exactly what you want and be open to receive it, right. you know, you have to do that. Um, you know, throughout life, there's been a lot of so many ups and downs. Um, <clears throat> you know, I've had a lot of death in my life. Uh, my aunt Tina, my aunt TC died. My mom's oldest sister, Vivian, died when I was 10. Um, and then we had another loss with my uh, aunt Tina. My mama's baby sister passed. Then um, that was in high school. And then my my grandfather, my mother's dad, passed when I was in high school. And then in college, you know, my Aunt Barbara passed. And then my dad passed in 2003. You know, it's just been a, a cycle of, of spirits leaving the world, you know. So it's like I had to get to a point where I had to start using them because they are way more powerful on the other side than they were here. They can come directly to me now. You know what I'm saying? So um, you have to look at death in that way or else you will never survive. I've lost all of the most important people in my life. Everybody that created me, you know what I'm saying? So, well, except my grandmothers are still alive. Bless it. You know? Um, But yeah, everybody else. And my uncle, my mom's brother, um, he's still with us and he's taking care of grandma, Mariri. So, but, you know, it's, and it's wild with this having to sit down, you feel them even more. You feel the ancestors around you. You feel the love around you because that's all that there is to guide you at this point. So, um, you know, back to Ari, just reassurance there because they haven't left me. I don't feel lost in our relationship. So I know that that's right. I always feel at home whenever Ari's right next to me. That's beautiful. I know. That's That's how much I love her so much. So, you know, and it's just like, man, she's so dope. And she's so smart. She's so smart. Have you ever heard her talk work without filtering her work? Yeah. No, you haven't. She filters it for you too. Well, I mean, can't keep up. Have you ever seen it? No, no. So okay. So I let me give you context. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we all went to dinner. Me, Ari, and uh, her boss Lou and Lou. his wife Kim. Okay. Yeah. Ari and Lou work together. Our Lou is Ari's boss. Um, Ari is a nuclear chemist. I don't really know exactly her title, but her boss is a superintendent of nuclear chemistry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's really crazy. First of all, that title, you know. The title alone, yeah, the title alone. <laughs> so she was like, uh, they just started talking. So me and Kim just got, we just ate our food, you know. And so <clears throat> to hear them talk on an unfiltered level to each other because they know each other speaks the same language. Right. It it's was like mind-blowing, yeah. It was not English. It was nothing yeah. I could even wrap my head around. It, I couldn't yeah, even... I guess you're right, because, you know, when she talks about it to us, yeah, she does... She she kind of does give that little explanation. So, I, I guess... Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if she just has free thought to share it, and we oh, know what man. she's talking about? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did not pay I, attention I, I, to science that much. They weren't speaking English. Me and Kim just zoned out. We lost. We ate. They See, they feed us. And, they, and then they get to talk. <laughs> Well, Ashley, keep, keep us busy. 
Why y'all uh, talk? Yeah, so they can sit there and talk like about everything. And you'd be like, mm-hmm. so they can talk about science, and I'm gonna yeah. enjoy this lobster that we got in front of us. That was a nice dinner. I really enjoyed that. But uh, but yeah, um, it was, and you know, and also we're so close. I'm so close to my sisters and my family. You right. know, um, definitely my sisters because that's all I've had to share this experience with throughout life. So I know that I can turn to them. Um, but to know that she has the same relationship with you guys and all the sisters and all the brothers and all the people, you know, I'm used to being in a big family too. So it's not uncomfortable, you know, to be all on top of each other, everybody in the kitchen, 13 people standing yeah, around an island, yeah. you know, that's not abnormal for me. So in that regard, together. yeah, like, like it's familiar. When y'all get to when y'all come come to Shreveport in December, we have to like your sisters and all. We have to all get together. Yes, to I want to together. figure that out. I haven't had yeah. the space in up here yet to figure that out. I needed to get over this hump. <laughs> yeah, that was this week. Um, I am not. Uh, I I still have two weeks of solid work to do. Yeah, um, but. At that point, if you want to revisit this conversation, I can give um, just my side of the story. Not, not nothing bad. No, 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 nothing bad. It's all lessons learned type of right. vision, like type of thing. Just things right. where along the way I should have done something different in regards to things. You know, that's really what that is. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to put too much out beforehand because I don't really. I have. I may have. I don't know. I don't know how. Whatever. Who knows? Whatever. I really don't care at this point, but I'm respectful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So uh, I would like to go into detail because it has been something that I have been building up towards emotionally and the slights, the little things that people do that you should really pay more attention to, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those, those lessons is what I would like to talk about. So you could put a pin in that conversation. We can. We could definitely have you back. I mean, you. I've, been, I've talked to super close friends in detail about what happened, um, confidants, if you will, mm-hmm. um, just so to get it off of my chest and to make sure that what I'm feeling is valid. Like this, is, these are real, true feelings, right? Y'all would, would y'all feel the same, you know? Right. And thank goodness, you know, I'm getting it back. Said yes, yeah, that's you know, that's that's a feeling, Ashley. So. You know, I would like to uh, share those feelings in a way that is uh, uncensored. So, uh, put a pin in that. Okay, I'm more than happy to have you back. You, you've been a great I have nothing guest. Nothing else to do, and I can run my mouth all day. <laughs> well, I appreciate you for being a guest today. I, I appreciate this- you for finally doing it. Ugh, you've been bugging me with this since I met you, and I had to. You need to make sure you set the record straight. I set the time and the date. You set the time I and the date. Saturday at 10 o'clock and you said, okay. Yeah. You, you did. Ask, but you have to follow through with putting it on the calendar. Yes. I'm busy as the, you know what? I keep busy. You see what I'm sharing with yeah. you? I yeah. stay busy. Yeah. I'm not sitting around waiting for somebody to say that they want to do something. You know, put it on the books. I tell people that all the time. Put it on the books. Let's do it. If it's on the calendar, if it's written down, my mom used to say that when I would we would put stuff in her appointment book. She'd be like, if it's written down, it'll get done. So that's been my mentality pretty much all of my life. If it's written down somewhere, 
it will get done. So um, I like, uh, if we could just put it on the books, Jared, put it on the books, put it on the books. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm about to tell him when we're going to do it. Because <laughs> I was also ready to talk. Yeah. So yeah. It, all, it all lined up. It all lined up. So we're good. And Ari's at work. So I had the whole space to myself. Exactly. She'll be home later. We're going to have date night. I don't know what we're going to do. I might cook. Maybe. Probably not. It's a long oh, week. Relationship goes. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. I'm old shit. Learn from it. I'm really setting an example. All you got to do <laughs> is look at it and do it yourself. <laughs> but I do. I appreciate this a lot. And I think your platform is incredible. Um, you have always been someone who has always been a cheerleader of mine, even when I didn't understand it because I had never had uh, somebody join my team so fast. I've always had to win people over. Um, to, but to know that you, you know, you, the train was running by and the train was actually Jay and you just stuck your hand out and grabbed on, you know, and I love that about you. Uh, you have only ever seen me, um, which, you know, fills my spirit. So we will, we, we will always have a special relationship. So Absolutely. if you ever feel like you need to talk about anything, you know, you accepted me as me from jump. That's all I ever ask is just. That's it. So to know that, and then your baby too. She's been hitting me up, by the way. <laughs> good, good, good. So yeah, that's why I'm here. Use me, use me while I'm here. Um, uh, so and and if you want to talk, if you have, you know, if you want me to lead an interview with you and you give your story, we can do that. That's, that's a good idea. Okay. Who you are? I'm blabbing. I that's a good that. idea. I didn't even think about that. You know what? We might have to set that up. We might have to put it on the books. On the books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. And um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Oh, I enjoy talking to you too, babe. Once again, I'd like to thank my guest, Ashley J, for joining me this week, having a great, great conversation. And, you know, that's what we do here at It's About Damn Time podcast. We have extraordinary conversations with extraordinary people. So, I just want to bring dope people together and thank you for listening. Now, um, before we get out of here, do want to make a mental note for you all that may be listening on your Apple apparatuses. <laughs> if um, since you're already in the Apple podcast app, might as well go ahead and rate it. Give me a five star. I hear that does something with the algorithms or some sort. So, um, you know, uh, hook me up with that. I'm sure it's the same in, in Google land on Google pod or wherever you listen to podcasts. And okay, if you know somebody who might be interested in the podcast, but maybe don't have a podcast app, don't worry about it. I got you. All episodes of It's About Damn Time podcast are actually available on my website, thewholedamnshow.com, along with some of my written content, video content coming, new blogs coming. So go go to thewholedamnshow.com and take a listen. Or read some stuff. That's D-A-W-H-O-L-E-D-A-M-N-S-H-O-W.com. The whole damn show.com. So until next week, thanks for listening. Uh-huh.